thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey, Mums the Word listeners, it's Kaz Jaff here again, and we are discussing aware parenting this week with Chris Muller. Of course, it's a bit of a, um, a risk to discuss parenting styles um, in such a forum because, of course, everybody's got uh, all different um, opinions about how they should parent a child. And, um, well, really, Chris does it so well in this episode because she really comes with um, wisdom and softness and from a space where we honor the child. And really, that's um, something that I stand for. So, uh, although there's no one way is the highway, and I, I Chris would agree, there is definitely um, – yeah, I guess some more methods that, um, yeah, I guess uh, deserve mention more than others. So Chris Muller is a passionate psychologist and an aware parenting instructor in the Netherlands. From a young age, Chris was interested in the dynamics between parents and children. So what started as a hobby later became her studies and finally her job. She has helped hundreds of parents gain a deeper understanding of their children through her workshops, course, articles, and through one-on-one support. Uh, it's her passion to help parents and other caretakers experience more joy and connection with their children and with themselves. Therefore, she offers alternatives for times out, rewards, or sleep training. Instead, she offers a deeper understanding of why our children and babies behave a certain way and offers tools on how we can truly connect with them so we are able to lighten our parenting struggles. I'm sure you're going to love this episode. Looking forward to your feedback, and we'll see you next week on the show for another fantastic episode. Take care. Bye. Hey, Chris, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Finally, we get to schedule our agendas together. Please tell us a little bit about um, about yourself and uh, you as the mum. And yeah, we just like to get to know you better. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really honored to be on this podcast. And um, yeah, well, I'm a mum and uh, I'm uh, from Amsterdam. I was born in Holland and I live here with my partner and our son. And um He's a cutie pie, let me tell everybody. Yeah. Um, so Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So, <laughs> all right. Well, this episode is really about aware parenting and um, it's a very broad topic. I'd like to hone in a little bit more. But before we go into some of the questions that I have um, about the work that you're doing, maybe you could tell us a little bit about, about the work and what got you into it and, and in particular maybe maybe share your, your road to um yeah, the inspiration for you to study it and some about your, your birth experience and, and your pregnancy, just so we know where, where it all comes from and how it fits together. I help parents, moms often, to connect with their children so they can build a relationship of uh, trust and a loving relationship, warm relationship with their children and also with themselves because parenting is often so much about ourselves too, right? Absolutely. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a way of learning, a way of growth. So I support parents with that and I help them um, with, with aware parenting. If they are into that, into peaceful parenting, natural parenting, I support them if they have questions. And um, I give them practical tools, but also I help them to connect with, with themselves. 
Yeah, I mean, look, parenting brings out so many challenges. You know, the idea that we have and we're going to be this kind of parent and we have all these things, then when it comes along, yeah, it really – it really lets you see things about yourself and um, and maybe, uh, you know, they do say the best parent is the one that hasn't had any ki- any kids yet, as, as you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. what, what my yeah. experience anyway is that, um, you know, the, the kids are connected to us whether we, whether we yeah. like it or not or whether we see it or not and they tend to bring out um, certain emotions and, and, you know, really push on sore yeah. points. Um, yeah. But bef- before we go there, just, just tell us, I mean, what got you into this work? Well, um, basically, indeed, it uh, started with me before I became a parent. And actually, when I was still a child, I um, I was wondering why what happened. Uh, you know, when uh, when people grew old, and it seemed like they were forgetting how it was to be a child. And I was like, how can it be? You know, you were once a child, and I see so much disconnection happening. Like it's people talking two ma- two different languages, like children and adults, and. Um, so I got fascinated by that. And, um, I also asked my mom once and she told me like, yeah, well, parenting, it's really different when, what, than what you think it is, you know? And I was like, okay. So it's like really unexpected. And, um, what is it then that is happening? What is that is changing? And then, um, as a teen, I saw like, okay, it's, it's, I see definitely that children are mirroring something in adults, you know, like the triggering old pains or, uh, stuff that they find hard to deal with and I was like okay maybe that's maybe that's something that could prepare you know and really I wanted to I was thinking like okay I don't know if I ever have children but if I would ever be a parent I I don't I I wouldn't want to to or I, wa- I would want to know what to do you know if my children confront me or mirror these things in me and I I, I wouldn't want to push them away or anything so that was really thought from, you know, my perspective as a, as a, as a child. So I started, um, yeah, I started working on that and I wanted to know what were my pains and I wanted to know how to connect with myself. And, um, I got this book, uh, The Aware Baby and it was written by Aleta Salter. And when I read that book, I was, I totally fell in love because it's, was opening my eyes to so many things like how we help children to, um, yeah, how, how we help them to disconnect from their, from their bodies and from their feelings from a very young age, like from when they are born, basically. And also how we can help them reconnect to their bodies and their feelings. And that often as adults, when, um, yeah, when we have to deal with children, that it's, that children trigger these old pains also in us and all trigger also these old ways that we have learned, uh, to deal with our emotions, you know, as adults. So I found the book really, really fascinating, and I, yeah, I became one of my favorite books. I fell in love with it. So, um, but I wasn't a mom at the time. I I went to study. I was still in my early twenties. I went to study psychology, and I went to work. And when I was into in my thirties, I became pregnant and became a mom myself. I reread the book, and I was like, oh, I really want to meet other moms, other parents who are into this. You know, I want to, I want to know more. I want to talk more about this. I want to share more about this. I, um, yeah. So I was really looking for that around me, and then um, I found that there was uh, that not many people knew knew about this. So soon I started, yeah, organizing a mother meeting group. So. We could meet and we could talk and 
then one thing came to the other and um, I decided to become an instructor and to start uh, helping, officially helping moms and dads and support them. And in this difficult journey, you know, in this difficult confronting journey, how to, how to connect with, uh, with themselves and also with their children to really build that relationship that, that uh, they want and to really heal those old hurts and overcome those old pains and help the children also to overcome pains and hurts and, help them grow up healthily and in connection also with their bodies and with themselves. So it's an internal journey that you come to a certain point and then you use that in, in your, in your, I guess, your manner or your parenting, or is it also really like hands-on tools and um, I guess, yeah, ways to speak to a child? Is it, is it that whole gamut or tell us a little yeah. bit more about it? Yeah, that's a very good question because it's it really, it really got, uh, it really has both of that, you know, it has, uh, there's like really practical tools like using play, uh, using uh, communication and uh, nonviolent communication. Um, but it also has the element of healing, yeah, healing hurts and it's a, an internal journey and then becoming internally aware of things. It's an emotional journey in oneself really has those both two components yeah so it's also kind of like well this is this is life and let's be real and let's express emotion rather than than shut it down and and yeah I mean obviously there's certain I guess parenting styles where you don't share anything with them and you you cushion them from the real world and then suddenly they get out of school or into university and they go oh oh god I, I don't have any strategies to do yeah. this <laughs> right? yeah or there's the alternative where you know you, you've got I mean a lot of parents um, where they actually speak to the child as they're an adult themselves and, and, and teach them that way and, you know, discuss things as well. I mean, there's obviously, you know, pros and cons for both um, yeah. as well. So it, it's a bit like that too, that you're really speaking to a child, obviously in a certain language that's right for their age, but also that you're really not hiding things from them or maybe just share a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. You have like different, different views on that. Um, and the way, uh, where parenting sees it is like uh, to help children connect with their bodies is, uh, not only the rational way, you know, like to, to, because we are, we, we incline to, to be very rational, you know, like we should do this, we shouldn't tell them this, or, you know, we should keep it away from them, or, um, we tend to, to help them with their emotions and talk about it. Um, but where parenting is also very practical, like I said, so it's also helping children to connect by, um, expressing these emotions. So through laughter, through tears and not only naming it. So the way you can help them connect is, for example, um, if they're, uh, if, if a child starts crying, you know, you, you can, you can react to it and by labeling it and like saying, Oh, you're very sad. And what is it? Why are you sad? You know, and that's a very rational part. But, um, yeah, you can, the other way, the aware parenting way is to first uh, be with, be with the crying and actually, um, show empathy to the crying and, um, really be present with it and tell the child, Oh, you're, I see you're crying and, Yes, you're very sad, aren't you? And the child will go like, yeah, and cry more, you know. And after that, after that, you can talk about it and you can label it when when the child is calmer and when the ratio has returned, you know. But it's very much working through it, working working with what is and accepting the emotions as 
as is. So really letting them live the emotion before you're trying to rationalize it at the same time and place it so they can actually feel it and then later on yes. get into their thinking brain so it's a little bit more be in the, be in the present time of that emotion and then let's analyze it later, mum. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, just obviously I'm curious, you know, I'm asking from the space of, um, you know, a mum-to-be or, or a mum out there in the audience, you know, how, how do I get my child, let's say my two-year-old, I mean, you know I have a two-year-old, how do I get my yeah. two-year-old to stay to stay connected to themselves or at a certain point that, that I make sure that we are connected and that's maybe without using the boob or something like this to, you know, yeah. like what, what's some, what's some of the things that you share with your, um, with your students? Yeah. One, uh, one really important, uh, way to stay, to stay connected to your child is, uh, is play. It's really, it's the language of children. So that's really uh, a thing, a very practical thing you can do. And, by playing and getting into their world, you really invite you're really inviting them to tell in their language um, to connect to you. So they might want to play with their cars or with their Legos, and they will tell you what is important in the world and what is going on with them. And it helps them really feel connected to you too. So yeah, that is really one way to to stay connected. And that's also to them to um, to feel connected to themselves. Yes, yes, it helps, uh, it helps them also stay connected and uh, connect with themselves because um, they, the feelings that are at play, they can, um, or the feelings that were uh, living inside of their bodies that were uh, present, they can explore them through play. And they can also release some of the feelings through laughter. If, the, if there's laughter in the play, you know, they can, like, for example, when they were, um, when they were punished at school, you know, you can, if they go to school or if, if somebody said something not nice to them, they can play with, with their dolls, you know, and they can say like, uh, you go to the chair, you go sit on the naughty chair now. And then the, um, as a parent, you can play with them and you can say, no, I don't want to sit on the naughty chair, you know, and they start laughing so loud, like, no, you have to sit on the naughty chair. And that is, uh, that's a way. Uh, to which they release some of those feelings around being sent into into timeout or into, you know, as something unpleasant happened to them. Um, they can release those feelings through through laughter again and through play. They play it out and they, yeah, they release the discomfort. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit um, monkey see, monkey do in a way, you know, or, um, you know, don't um, do as, it's not, it's not so much do as I, um, do as I say, but more do what I do. So rather than trying to actually, you know, educate them by talk and, you know, talking at them or preaching to them that you're actually getting there and, and you do it together. It, it sounds a little yes. more like, yeah, an easier yes. strategy. Um, yes. You know, no one likes to be lectured to. We can learn many other ways. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> You know, um, and, and what about you did touch a little bit on um, punishment and I guess discipline and I mean, where does that sort of come in um, in the aware parenting model? Like you say, you know, like we're often like uh, trying to teach children and all that stuff, but um, aware parenting looks um, in a different way at behavior. So it actually looks at what is underneath behavior. So what is what is causing the behavior? So if you start to see why a, ch a child is not behaving the way you want to, you know, for example, it's hitting another child. What is going on in the child? Then you can really address the root cause. 
And then you don't have to, to, um, well, to lecture the behavior or punish the behavior or change the behavior of the hitting necessarily, but you can address what is underneath. And if, if there's fear underneath or there's some pent up feelings underneath, you can address those. And of course, you need to stop if, if the child is hitting another child, you know, you need to stop the, the, the hitting. It's not like you're going to do nothing, but that is different from, um, putting the child in the corner or telling the child uh, what to do. So basically you're going to see if, if you stop the child, what happens is often that they, they burst into tears because actually there had been so many feelings underneath, you know, or it turns out it comes out later, but it's often, there's often something else at play. And it, with aware parenting, you're going to really look at what is my child needing right now. And it can also be very practical, practical. It can be sleep or it can be food, but you're really going to look at that instead of just, uh, looking at the behavior, the outer behavior and trying to change that. Yes, of course, you know, I'm a chiropractor. I'm listening in a, mm-hmm. with a chiropractic, you know, <laughs> ear. It sounds to me like rather than dealing with the symptom, you know, we're not dealing with yes. the symptom of the hitting or the, or I don't know, the not eating well or the what, fill it in for yourself, whatever that is. We're going to actually look at why that's happening and go to yes. that, you know, either they feel, you know, another child in, in the family's come along and they feel like they're not getting as much time with you or, you know, that might mean that you need to spend more one-on-one time with them or it's like, let's, let's go to the reason. They might feel um, that they never get to have their say and never spoken and so they might, you know, push another child out of the way at the kindergarten so that they can come into the, you know, into the light or something something like this. So yes, what you're really yeah. saying, I just hear it like that, is that let's not go to the end result or the symptom, but let's go back in time is why is that happening? Because if you just keep looking at that result, that child is still has unresolved feelings and it's going to find another way um, yeah. to express that, um, yeah, express that um, concern. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and just for the mums out there, like that's something let's say like, uh, you know, obviously in a lot of parenting cultures it's a bit like um for example cry it out method you know it's like you know Mm -hmm. before you've got to do the you know i don't know that whole period where you let them cry and then you obviously disconnect from what they're really feeling and at some point they they think well mum's not going to hear me and i'm just going to cry forever so i better stop crying you know that's that's one kind of technique you know obviously something i don't subscribe to but um you know every parent um you know has their reasons but um you know, w- what does it say in terms of uh, sleep? Well, um, where parenting is very much for uh, having a healthy attachment relationship with uh, with mother and child, because young babies, they really, really have a need for closeness. It's really a need. So um, it's best if they can sleep close to, to the mom, to the, to the father, you know, to a parent and not alone and to have that closeness also when they fall asleep. And, um, it, so baby wearing could also be an option, you know, but to try, if you can, but to try to keep them close as much as you can, because that will fulfill their needs and it will also uh, keep them calmer. And, um, a second thing is that, uh, also to tell babies, uh, to not overstimulate them and to tell them what is happening. So they have some control over their lives, you know, that they, that they really feel that, that there are some, yeah, that they feel that they can trust you and that they're in a safe space. And even though they don't understand all your words, they will understand that you will, um, yeah, that you will tell them or let them know or, you know, not overstimulate them or not, um, throw them in the depth of things all the time and leave them alone or they really need to know what, what is, 
what is going to happen also. Yeah. And yeah. And the the third pillar is uh is stress and trauma because we live in a yeah, in a, if we want it or not and with the best of the best parenting, we live in a in a stressful world. So um also with birding it doesn't go always as planned. So what you see is that sometimes babies that had a stressful pregnancy or they had a stressful birth that they cry, tend to cry more than other babies. And um, besides all the things you can do, like going to see a chiropractor or um, going to, you know, going to the doctor and always check up if they had uh, had enough food and uh, if the diaper isn't wet. Sometimes there is not many things you can do and your baby keeps crying and that might possibly be also a release of stress. So where parenting offers the option that you can listen to their crying and like really, really be present with them and, um, you know, not try to, to leave them alone to, to stop it or not try to, um, uh, give them a pacifier to stop it, but really to, to be present with them and offer them the opportunity to, to be heard in that. And often when you do all these things that, babies will tend to sleep much better if they of course um, regarding to their age yeah (laughs) but they will sleep much better than than um yeah when they're when they're when they're restless when they had overstimulation when they have pent-up feelings they will sleep not so good but of course with the note that that when they're very young babies they they don't you know you must not expect that the baby sleeps through the night like with like one month or two months of age you know like young babies they they need uh they wake up they need to feed but this is uh this is uh, yeah that's generally the view with so much great information provided on each episode we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy healthy and safe for exclusive content as well as show notes links for everything we discuss on the episode as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed visit mumsthewordpodcast.com Everyone talks about terrible twos. In my personal yeah. experience, twos was a breeze. I didn't have a big, big issue. And, of course, I'm still in it with my little boy, but it hasn't been. Yeah. But I found the threes a lot harder. And the reason for me was that I now had this, you know, child that was negotiating with me. And, yeah. you know, and, um, well, let's yeah. just throw in the example of, you know, food. You know, I, I was never a child. I ate all, we ate everything on our plate and it was never issue. And I, I grew up with family friends where I could see them. I'm going, if you just eat this, you'll get this. Or before you eat all your plate, you can then, you know, then go in the swimming pool or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this whole negotiation, almost bribery, uh, ultimatum type situation. Um, you know, and I found myself sometimes in that myself. So there's no judgment there. But um, no, no, what, what no. Is, what are we saying yeah. that we're parenting <laughs> about that situation? Because you had yeah, well, it's obviously a lot harder when you've got a child that's negotiating with you now. Yes, right. And um, I think it's also important to see what is what is happening to you because you mention it. You know, like there's no judgment there, but. You know, you find yourself uh, feeling like maybe like frustrated in it or wanting to uh, not knowing where to go or there's all these feelings coming up. So where parenting says at first, like look at those feelings and, you know, indeed no judgment in there and and try to be compassionate with that and like have it, um, have the right to be. Yeah. Yeah. And 
so that's we, that's really important. Yeah, I yeah. think we come from the space that we know that the child needs to eat, you know, and yes. you know, eating yeah. eating one one piece of carrot is not going to is not going to suffice, you know, and uh, yeah, they don't understand that, and they've just got their mouth wide, you know, their mouth shut, and that's it. That's it for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. It's also interesting to take that as where parenting uh, has on it is, uh, and that's that if you, uh, if you let children really choose from the beginning, you know, like people know this as rapidly, or let them really choose the food as the beginning and let them stay connected to their bodies, then um, they um, their bodies will uh, choose the food that they need. So they will yeah. in the, in, the, in the perfect uh, in a perfect uh, world, you know, they would choose the food that they would need, and they will uh, eat one day. They will eat a lot of vegetables. The other day, they won't. They'll eat when they're hungry. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, yeah. they're not they're not they're not going to starve themselves. And um, but I'm just more speaking from the new mum out there. And where does yeah. that sort of negotiation element? Um, you know, how yeah. does that come into things? So yeah. essentially there's no negotiation. They're going to find it on their own. So there's not in the aware parenting model. It's not like, uh, okay, so um, I don't know, once you've dressed yourself, then you can go and play, for example. It's, uh, you know, there's no. not like a, you know, like a no. yeah, almost negotiation model. Yes, no, there's no uh, no negotiation model because, um, well, there's natural consequences like, you know, um, yeah, if you don't uh, if you don't put on clothing and we go outside, you might get cold. But OK, you can also show the child that they will get cold and take them downstairs naked. But, yeah. you know, but that's more like a natural consequence. But there's no uh, ne- negotiation model because, well, one of the reasons for that is that basically you can the negotiations become bigger and bigger, you know, and it becomes uh, really conditional. If you do this, then you do that. And what you see is that your child also starts negotiating for everything instead of actually um, being close to the, to the, to the reason, for example, um, eat your vegetables because it's good for your health or eat your vegetables because, you know, it's good for your teeth or. Yeah. 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 So. But basically what you can do again with, with for example, if, if you want to know it really practically and if you have a practical struggle with eating, you know, and your child is not eating, uh, it doesn't want to eat its vegetables and hasn't been eating for days vegetables, you know, it's, you also feel it's important that, that, that he eats. You can also go through connection. For example, you can make it a game, you know, and without trying to really manipulate him and leaving the choice to choose, you can um you can make it into a game and tell them like for example no don't eat don't eat the carrots or uh, no the carrots are only for frogs and you are a lion no 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 you cannot touch them you know like uh, yeah. yeah and just see like they get fun and they love to play and you know they might they might want to eat some some uh, some carrots then again makes the pressure um, off makes it more fun Yes, it takes the pressure off. It makes it more fun, makes it more connected. And it also gives them a choice because that is really important that they feel they have a choice because that might also be going on, you know, that they feel they don't have a choice and it becomes uh, that they have to eat their vegetables and that they don't have a choice in what to eat and that they want to, uh, in that age, certainly, you know, they want to have some control over their life. They want to have a choice in what they do. So that is always, even if you make it into a game and to connect with them, it's 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 still important that they have that choice. And 
um, if they don't want advice. to. It's such brilliant advice. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, um, it's yeah. so important. I find that once they give them the option, especially with a little girl who was probably not even three, and you know, it's like if you gave her the yeah. choice what she wanted to wear, it was a lot easier to get her dressed than this is what we're wearing, for example. It's a really, yes, it's a really right. Good, it's a really good tip. Um, yeah. so, so maybe share with us, um, you know, a quote that, you know, relates to this whole topic for you that we can sort of see how you apply it in your life. Um, well, basically, like, like I said, the uh, parenting is like a mirror. So it, I really also get like confronted with all these feelings inside of me that I sometimes think like, oh, no, not now, you know. And um, my mantra is to uh, turn my struggles into gold and to see, okay, I, I'm going to take this as, as a lesson. I'm going to take this as an opportunity to heal my hurt. I'm going to take this as an opportunity to learn to be more present or to learn to be more patient or something like that. And that way, um, yeah, I can start to, to see, uh, to take back control and also to take back choice in my life. If I did times that I feel really uh, that I find it really hard or that I feel that I struggle so when you're challenged and you and you know it's like really uh find the duality you know find that silver lining basically yeah yeah no, yes I love that I love that yeah. so um as you know this podcast is um is growing and it's spreading around the world and and my whole goal for it really was to make sure that people are not reinventing the wheel and not feeling like they need to struggle um, on their own and that we can share, you know, some of our wins and some of our losses. But just um, could you share something that was difficult for you maybe in your parenting journey that you that you survived through or, or found your way through that just so that, you know, mums out there can learn a little bit about from you. I mean, you're professional in the parenting, in the parenting realm and also what did you learn and, and how did that come about and what was the result? Yeah. Um, well, the, I think, uh, one of, uh, one of the tough moments was when I just, uh, delivered my son or gave birth. And, uh, it was, it was very tough. We were with the two of us, um, doing it all on our own. And, um, of course we had the nurse coming the first seven days, but yeah, it was really tough. Breastfeeding was hurting. Uh, my body was hurting and we were basically like feeling we were surviving. And, um, one of the things that, um, that I really enjoyed in a way. And also what kept me going was that, and I found it also really beautiful is that I saw that my son, um, yeah, it was like, he was like my Zen teacher, you know, like in the midst of all this, uh, this craziness, I felt like, Oh my God, this is really, he is really teaching me, you know, he's really, um, yeah, he's really teaching me something. And, it's not that I'm, I'm here for him. I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm helping him with his pee and his poo and his feeding and his sleeping and everything. But this is, this is, uh, yeah, he's teaching me so, so, so much more. And so um, basically he's like my Zen master. Yeah. I mean, there's something so raw um, and primal about a newborn. And also, yes. you know, you tend to go visit the house of, of someone with a newborn and suddenly you start speaking a lot more softly and everything. <laughs> Everything is a lot more conscious and quiet yes. and there's nothing that calms you, whether whether the baby cries or not. I think there's nothing that calms you anything more than than a newborn, a fresh or We're all in awe, you know, even yeah. you know, no matter how many times a baby is born, I think when we hold or see a newborn, we're yeah. really all so – it's it's like that crossing over. It's so – Oh, vulnerable yeah. and yeah, like I said, primal and raw is the only words that are coming to mind. Yeah. And, um, 
Nice. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and it's also I I also want to say that it's it's a Zen master because it's like such a monk's work, you know? It's like a monk's work. You're doing the diaper like for the hundredth time or you're doing you know it's like it's really um it's really asking something yes it's just it's just complete selflessness isn't it yes yeah it's not just about you anymore um no so so what drives you and gets you up in the morning to do what you do in that chilly cold uh dutch weather that you have (laughs) (laughs) it's tough and it's tough oh yeah (laughs) not missing that too much Well, first of all, we turn the heater on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> toasty socks. Yeah, toasty socks. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so first make it warm for ourselves, and um, yeah, what gets me up is uh, I really love doing what I do, and um, in the deeper, in the bigger level, I just yeah, I want to help co-create a, a compassionate world for for my son to live in. You know, like to to put my stone in there. And my little little bit of help to yeah to create uh, to create for him a, a world where tears and feelings and and uh, yeah where everything is accepted and people feel more connected to themselves. So that's in a bigger perspective uh, besides the socks and the heater. That's uh, get yeah. <laughs> cup of tea and all that jazz. Coffee, yes. come on, you're in Holland. The whole country drives on coffee. Um, so, so if you could go back in time and tell your pregnant self or you in those early days, um, just some advice. What would you want to tell yourself or share with new mums out there about parenting or what they were about to yeah. embark on? Yeah, I think I think. To, to see parenting really as a journey, you know, like really to, to really see it as a, as a learning school or, um, an intense therapy, uh, session or an opportunity for mindfulness, but really see it as a journey instead of an end station and where you have to know everything and where you have to, you know, where you have to be perfect or you have to be a good mom or anything, but really experience it as, as, as an opportunity, you know, an opportunity for, for all these things, for growth. I think that makes it also less easier, takes the pressure a bit off of, of uh, parent, parenting. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so what's some of the best advice that you ever received? Um, the best advice I ever received, I think um, the best advice I was ever received, yeah, I find it a hard one because there's so many good advices that I received. Um, I think... The best advice I ever received was to be compassionate with myself, to yeah. be, yeah, to be gentle towards myself. I love that. Yeah. 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 See, the people we judge the most are ourselves, right? Right. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't always, I mean, obviously trying to be a better person is, you know, obviously you need to sort of do an assessment and say, did I do the best today? There has to be a little bit of judgment in there, but there's got to be, yeah. there's got to be balance as well. And what about um, if you could share, Chris, some, um, you know, invaluable resources, either books or websites or things that, you know, that people can find out more about kind of about uh, this work or, or just things that led you on your parenting journey to where you are now that have helped you? Obviously, you mentioned the book, Aware pa- um, The Aware Baby. Yes, I would definitely recommend reading that, The Aware ba- Baby uh, by Aleta, Alita Salter. Uh, let me say it in English because in Dutch we say Aleta, but in English it's Alita. And um, uh, I can also recommend reading one of my other favorite books, which is um, Alice Miller, and it's called The Drama of the Gifted Child. I really um, 
I really enjoyed that too. And um, it's not, it, do, it doesn't have to do with like giftedness. People think, oh, it's about like IQ and all that stuff, but it's really about children. Children are gifted, you know, gifted beings. And also the the drama, the, the, the trap they can sometimes be in. So the drama of the gifted child, I would really recommend that also as a, as a book. As websites, I can recommend, uh, of course, the Aware Parenting Institute, uh, awareparenting.com. And um, on my website, there's also plenty of resources, um, some free courses and um, a list, a book guide with uh, summaries of the books and what you can find in them. You can get that for free there too. Great. So, uh, so, what, so what's your website and, uh, and how can people find out about your services and get in touch with you if they need or, or a little bit more about these courses? Um, people could, uh, they can go to my website, which is uh, www.chrismuller.nl, so chrismuller.nl. And um, you can find there some um, online courses, free online courses also, and uh, some free uh, research guides. Uh, and um, you can contact me through my email, which is info at chrismuller.nl as well or through my website is so fine and I'll, I'll put all these in the show notes and they'll go in the newsletter as well but um is there a facebook page that you wanted to share as well yes i also have a facebook page which is uh chris muller chris muller aware parenting thanks. yeah thanks for keeping it easy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so for the listeners, if you're not sure, I um I, every week I I type up any of the um any of the quotes or um or affirmations and all the websites and links and all the resources that every guest shares. I type those up and release them as part of this uh, part of the newsletter that's sent out the same day that we release every episode. So you can also find them on your show notes as you're listening to this podcast um on your iPhone in iTunes by pushing that little I symbol, and you can bring up for every episode that, or you can go to the wellness couch.com and if you go and look at each episode you'll be able to find the show notes there so you can always find um, this information you don't have to go back and stop and start and listen you know at 37 minutes and 33 seconds into the episode you can uh, you can just um, you can just find those resources if you didn't catch the name I've, I've gone and done the research for you um so so chris thank thank you so much i mean really you've opened my eyes a little bit to this and um i already think oh i might go and get that drama of the gifted child i know i have a little bit of a drama queen so maybe uh i need to understand a little bit more about where that's coming from um i really appreciate you sharing all this work and also your your free uh your free links and guides with with the listeners uh, thank you so much for having me, Karen. I really uh, appreciate it and I feel really honored to be here. It was my pleasure. Yay. Thanks. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.